cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. You make me a mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello and welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premier place for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, and I'm Em. And that's Autumn. Hi! We're back. We're back. You're in fake Gotham City now. I am, according to Christopher Nolan. Um... It, it's good. I'm, uh. How much crime have you been subject to? Uh, zero crime. I saw somebody on, uh, our street had their car window smashed. I guess that was a crime, probably. Uh, but That's other than a that. Big F um, for them. Yeah. Other than that, zero crime. Um, zero so Batman, Chica- too. I was gonna say, Chicago doesn't need a Batman then. No. Not as far as okay. I know. Alright. Fair enough. Um,. I have not uh, read or watched much Batman, but I do have stuff to talk about just because it's, like, stuff that I know that you care about and most of my other friends don't, and so I was just going to bring it up on this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we can do whatever we want. I, um, right before, like, an hour, like, half hour before we started recording, I'm like, oh, right, I should read a fucking Batman comic. So I'm back to the Year Zero stuff that I've been working on. I'm very near the end of it. Um... So I have another podcast called Your Uncle's Beach House. Most people probably know her. We, we watch stuff people like patrons bring to us. And mm. our friend Rick has had has been reading through Akira recently. We just finished. The last episode just went up uh, a couple days ago. And this goes out uh, on the patron feed. Whatever. You'll, you figure it out. Um, yeah. And if I desperately wish comics in the West were not like monthly 22 pages. Because... This story could be, like, vast and, like, in- interesting and intricate in the way that Akira is vast and interesting and intricate. But it, it's got to be, like, I think all told it's going to be, like, a 12-issue thing. But that's still only, like, what is that, like, 250 pages? That's, like, that's like one yeah. volume of manga. They're, they're just, yeah. it's so compressed. It, I'm, like, there's no room to breathe here. Yeah. It's so weird because, like... The comics production schedule is totally fucked, partially, I think largely because they're all in full color, um, because they're, on the one hand, they're not making hardly any comics when you compare them to um, manga, like 22 pages every month is nothing compared to what manga puts out, and also they're constantly getting delayed because there's production holdups, and it's just like, what the fuck are we doing here? (laughs) Stories just move at a snail's pace here, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, like, this is this is a fun story, and I'm like, man, I wish they'd had more time, but then I realized, like, this is literally a year of a, of the biggest comic that DC has, basically. Spent on a backstory about a time young Bruce Wayne fought the Riddler, and the city was held hostage or whatever, and I'm like, this was a year. If you didn't like this story, you, there was a year you just didn't read Batman. A whole goddamn year. Um, because yeah. that's how much space it takes up for a thing that, like should be 
six times longer than it is, but then it would take six years to make. Right. Well, I mean, like, it's this just is weird. The, it's very frustrating. Um, this is the thing about, like, um, Marvel stuff, too, is that, like, so, like, um, uh, Marvel occasionally changes things up and it just means like, oh, I guess I'm not reading Spider-Man for two years uh, because like I got bored of like the superior Spider-Man shit and that lasted two fucking years. And it's just like two years where I'm not reading Spider-Man and like, oh, they put Nick Spencer on Spider-Man. I guess I'm not reading Spider-Man until he's gone. Oh, there's another three years where I'm just not reading fucking Spider-Man. It sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Um. It's weird. Like, I, I'm enjoying this. This stuff's been mostly pretty good. It's really... the. I mean, we both... Com- I think it's true that doing full color is one of the things that harms Western comics. It's just impossible to produce at cheaply and, like, fast. But also, the the colors on these comics are fucking incredible. Um, yeah. This arc, in particular, is just really good. Um, like, this comes after all the Court of Owls stuff, which is, like, fine. But I don't think... Like, the colors on that, I don't remember being, like, exceptional. Um, but this stuff's just on another level. Um, it's still like Capullo, so it's, you know, take or leave mm-hmm. his style. I mostly am kind of like, I don't care that much for it, but, yeah. um, um, it's good. The, I, the stuff in, the stuff in Harley, uh, season two, uh, Harley and Ivy, where like the Riddler's like running the university is basically like a adaptation of this stuff in its huh. own way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, cause I always read, um, like, western comics like in trade volumes so i guess maybe the thing i actually want is not like weekly black and white comics but like just put out graphic novels like once every couple months and just like fuck floppies no one i don't want to ever read like a single issue ever (laughs) yeah i mean also the problem is like the expectations for art density in western comics are so much like especially on superheroes is just so much more like you know i've read naruto most of naruto is character character maybe a background that an assistant did but like mostly they're standing in like white spaces arguing at each other um Until there's a big splash page of action. Super comics are incredibly over-rendered. And they're done by the artist, usually, right? Like, Right. Yeah. It's weird. Um, the production pipeline is just different. And it just produces a different object that I just think is, like, a frustrating storytelling experience. Um, yeah. Also, you know, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm reading Batman, right? Like, I'm not going to get the best of Western comics here. I should go read Love and Rockets, but here I am reading Batman. I've already read Love and Rockets. That's why I'm not reading Love and Rockets. Um, also, I don't have a Love and Rockets podcast. so Yeah. <laughs> we could. We could pivot at any time. You um, had stuff that wasn't Batman related to talk about. Yes. Um, I got two things. One, um, I watched DuckTales the movie, and um, Fuck yes! that movie fucking rules. <laughs> That is a childhood favorite of mine. I never was even into the, cause we didn't have Disney Channel growing up. It wasn't in my cable package till I was way, it wasn't even like available on the like cable network I had until way later in my life. And then we just didn't have it. So I didn't grow up with it, but I had that on VHS and fucking love that movie. I, um, I saw, uh, original DuckTales on reruns occasionally. Um, it was, it was on Disney Channel very occasionally by the time I was a kid. Um, and I don't, I think I had seen this movie once or twice. I think we got it at Blockbuster, but we didn't own it on tape. Uh, this movie fucking rules. And it, um, I guess the thing that was, uh, one of the things I was thinking about while I was watching it is that like, oh yeah, like, um, we talked before about like 
part of the reason um Batman the animated series was like such a hit is that like it just looked better than everything like fucking X-Men or Spider-Man that was on yes. TV. <laughs> and watching this movie I'm like Oh, yeah. Of course this show was a huge hit, because they had Disney money to spend on the animation. Yes. That sequence where Scrooge's vault turns into the giant castle and goes up into the sky is so oh, fucking so good. good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, there's actually uh, Batman in the animated series people that worked on this show. Like, the writer is a guy who ends up working on the animated series and beyond a bunch. Um, oh, that's cool. That makes sense. Yeah. I um, mean, animation, especially this era, is like kind of a small group of people. Like, everyone knows each other. Yeah. Yeah, okay, this was what it was. Um, the first movie, he did some TV work. First movie he wrote was DuckTales the movie. Second movie he wrote was Mask was of he, the Fucking Phantasm. A- Alan Burnett. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, Mask of the Phantasm, so fucking good. <laughs> okay. uh, and then the other, um, the other thing was that I started reading Hunter Hunter, uh, and that book Yo! fucking <laughs> Yo, how far are you? Uh, I'm at the start of Greed Island. Currently, Gon and uh, Killua are like doing, like trying to make a bunch of money on eBay so that they can buy this video game. Yeah, they gotta buy the video game to go to Greed Island. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, Hunter Hunter can be anything. That's the secret. <laughs> yes, this is. Um, so I uh, don't much care for Togashi's. Uh, other thing, other big manga, which is Yu Yu Hakusho. Because, Did you read um, or watch Yu Yu Hakusho? I watched it. Okay. And the, the early part of... Um, the early part of Yu Yu Hakusho I thought was great because it could be anything. And then somewhere in the middle, it just becomes Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hunter Hunter has just totally evaded this by um, just continuing to be whatever the fuck it wants to be at any it's given time. Like- I was really resistant to Hunter x Hunter for a long... It's just one of those that everyone was like... Like, the people who liked it just couldn't be normal about it. Mm-hmm. And um, the last thing that happened to is JoJo. And I, I read JoJo and I was like, this is not my, to my taste at all. I did, do not like JoJo. Mm-hmm. Fell off it like a bit into part three. Um, and it wasn't becoming... It wasn't about to become the thing that I was more interested in. I liked part one well enough. But, that, you know, like, two was miserable and three seemed like it was going to be more of that. Um, and so I was really resistant. And then I watched it and, like... I started, I'm like, this is, this is, I don't get it. Like, this is just every anime, like, as I started it. Um, and it wasn't until the York New Arc that I was like, damn, you could just do anything. You have enough characters and you just throw them into a blender and weird yeah. shit falls out the other side. Yeah. Um, it's fucking good. It's, it's also just like, <sighs> I, um, I like a lot of shonen battle manga. Like, I'm a huge Naruto fan, a huge DBZ fan. I didn't really... I was, like, not looking forward to, like, reading through Hunter Hunter's version of the Chudin exams. But, like... Yes. Even even that is just, like, really good because um, it is... Hardly anyone fights each other during the, yes. their version of the Chudin exams, which is just and good. Like, <laughs> every every matchup is off is about like exploring like a character motivation or like a part of the world in a way that's interesting yeah yeah Yeah. um it's good and like there's even like uh after that like they get into um a thing where they do just go to like a fighting tournament and 
It's clear that's, that like, that's the part, part I was the most. Yeah, that's the part I was the most. I don't know about the show. Wing explaining how all the fucking like magic powers work. I'm like, I'm going to. Mm. I, this show better get good very quick, and then it does because uh, Hisoka shows up and he's the fucking best. He fucking rules. I love that guy. I love that evil, evil, disgusting clown. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's good. Kalua, Kalua is one of the best characters in manga. <laughs> I fucking uh, love Kalua. <laughs> so Jackson was like trying to understand why I'm just like a, a full time ride or die Kalua stan, uh, and I was like, Kalua is if Damian Wayne and Gohan were one character. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> yes, oh and that's just god. the best boy. That's just the best boy that's ever been made. They'll never make another boy that's better than that. <laughs> Um, I'm trying not to be too obnoxious about shipping Gon and Kalua, but also the the book just gives if you want to do that. It gives constantly, and I'm so grateful. I, I have to sit on my hands. We can talk about it when you're done. Because um, I have I have very strong opinions about this, but they're like deep. They're like three arcs past where you are. Spoilers. So okay. Um, I gotta wait. Um, That's fine. I'll be I'll be patient. There's plenty to. Dig into. I read um, like eight volumes in three days, and I kind of um, fell off for a couple days. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to get back on it tomorrow. So yeah. Um, um, I know that the Greed Island arc is weird because there's a lot of stuff in the manga that just doesn't get adapted because, like, the manga explains the game way more than the anime does. The anime has no time mm. for this. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wonder, I don't know how much the original, like, 99 anime, uh, covered at all, because, like, I know, like, Brotherhood skips past a couple, like, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood skips past a couple things, you're like, ah, everybody saw the first show, we can just skip this, you know? Um, Um, so, the Hunter Hunter 99 series, I think Greed Island came after as, like, a movie, because, like, they ran out of Hunter Hunter to adapt. Okay. (laughs) I think it goes up to, like... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It ends. It ends at York New. Um, and yeah, then I think there's like a movie that like later they put out a movie that's like Greed Island, and then they yeah, um, films, okay. um, OVA. Sorry, OVAs. Um, three OVAs. Yeah, it was it was um, one called I don't know what the first one is. Um, the second one's Greed Island, and then the third one is GI Final. I don't actually know what that would possibly be about. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna... I, I feel like <clears throat> once I get back to it, I'm gonna just, like, burn through this book so fast, because it's also... Oh, that's just the so end much. of... That's just the end of the, uh... They just split the Greed Island arc into two separate OVAs. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, this is so much shorter than Naruto, and I'm reading it at, like, yes. the same speed that I read Naruto, so I'm gonna get through this pretty quick, I feel like. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, that's all I got about Hunter Hunter. Should we talk about Batman? 
Yeah, I suppose we should. Uh, our episode this week is Feet of Clay, the 20th and 21st episodes of Batman the Demon Series in production order. Uh, teleplay by Marv Wolfman in part one and Michael Reeves in part two. Uh, yes, that Marv Wolfman, um, famous, <laughs> famous guy. Oh, we need to talk about fucking, uh, what's his face? Ron Perlman? Um, no, um, the Wonder Woman artist guy. Why can't my, I completely blanked oh, on his name? Oh, George Perez. George yeah. Perez, yeah. Um, that's a fucking bummer. He, I rec- know. like, he'd recently taken himself basically off the convention circuit. His health's failing. He's like, you know, yeah. partially blind, just having a bad time. And then it was announced he has like, uh, stage three pancreatic cancer, right? And he's given like yeah. six months. So that sucks. Yeah. His Wonder Woman stuff, like, it's right after Crisis is fucking incredible. Um, that's the really that's the stuff of his that I most want to read. Um, I don't love um, Crisis on Infinite Earths by any means, and um, because of that, I assume I'm not going to care for like the Marvel Wolfman, George Perez, Teen Titans stuff. So I, yeah, I really want to read. That's the uh, that's the Teen Titans everyone likes, though, isn't it? It is. Um, I think I've said this before because I like the 2003 show, and because the mm-hmm. show sticks so closely to the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm just not going to have much love in my heart for the books that they're based on <laughs> because I that's have fair. my versions of those. I um, just, I feel like the version that's like all the characters are like way older than they are in that show. And mm-hmm. I know that that one's like meant to be the answer to like X-Men. It's meant to be like the, the fucky soap opera drama book. So that sounds mm-hmm. pretty fun to me. Yeah. But yeah, I really want to read his Wonder Woman stuff. I might, um, I might try to do that soon because, uh. Yeah, this news is just a bummer, you know? It sucks. Like, if if people don't know, like, George Perez, probably the biggest selling, like, DC artist of the 80s, you know, like, just kept that company afloat for years. The only one, seemingly, who's not a huge creep, also. (laughs) Yes, that's the other thing. (laughs) Like, seemingly just a devoted family man for decades. Yes. Uh, Good for him. Yes. There was, um, there was an anecdote I saw going around on uh, Tumblr yesterday about um, his wife knits all of the shirts he wears. And um, he just like, if you talk to him at a convention, he's always like, my wife made this shirt and she got this panel from, you know, this uh, uh, issue I did in like 1989 or something. That's um, incredible. Yeah. So that's yeah. too bad. Um. Anyway, uh, back to my job. Uh, the episodes directed, <laughs> part one was directed by S- Dick Sebast. Uh, part two is directed by Kevin Altieri. Um, part one is animated by Acom Productions, and then part two by Tokyo Movies Shinsha Co. Limited. Um, okay. TMS. The guys. Okay. The guys you get yeah. when you want your show to look pretty good. Um, episode one looks good, but the TMS episode looks <laughs> They literally, they basically hire them for the last, like, five minutes. They're like, just fucking go for it, guys. <laughs> anyway, you've got five sentences. Please explain the plot of Feet of Clay in five sentences. Okay. Roland Daggett is the CEO of a rival uh, pharmaceutical company to Wayne Enterprises, and he's trying to... Um, take over Wayne Enterprises by uh, um, doing some insider training. And part of his plan is that he's going to have this actor, Matt Hagen, uh, like disguise himself as Bruce Wayne and try to kill Lucius Fox. Um, sentence two. Um, 
Batman shows up a little too late. The bad guys all get away, but he's got an inkling of, you know, um, this plan to frame Bruce Wayne for... The the plan is a little unclear to me. Anyway, (laughs) um, but anyway, Batman shows up. Lucius Fox is taken to the hospital. Uh, The police are searching for Bruce Wayne because Lucius, like, before he goes into a coma, is like, it was Bruce Wayne who was trying to get me. Um, sentence three. Um, oh God. Um, it is revealed that Matt Hagen, um, famous actor, has this, like, physical deformity, and Daggett has him on the hook to, like, get this face cream that he can, like, change the shape of his face so that he doesn't look like he has this physical deformity, but he has to do all these, like, uh, shady crimes for, um, um, for Daggett, like, trying to take over Wayne Enterprises. Oh, God. I just watched these episodes. I'm trying to, like... (laughs) Um... Sentence four, uh, uh, Bruce is taken into custody, but, um, he posts bail, um, you know, the police are still monitoring him, and Batman starts, um, going after Daggett's various henchmen, trying to figure out who impersonated him so that, like, he can, um you know, get the record set straight about, uh, all this. Um, oh God, got a lot to get through in sentence five. (laughs) Sentence five, um, Daggett tries to have, uh, Hagen killed because he's a loose end, but, um, what they do is they pour all this, like, face cream on Daggett or on Hagen which turns him into Clayface and he's a shape-shifting monster and he's going he's gonna go try and um he's gonna go try and kill Daggett um but Batman stops him because like Batman they're fighting and Batman gets him into a room where Hagen can see all these other like roles he's played and how good of an actor he's been and he uh is so scared of this that um it freaks him out and he keeps transforming and transforming and electrocutes himself and it looks like when he electrocutes himself he dies but batman realizes that that was all just an act and clayface is still out there somewhere um so a lot of plot in this episode and the plot is um in these episodes and the plot is good but the plot is really just like here to like serve you like good monster movie shit <laughs> that is true uh i was i was muted laughing at you most of it because you, you put all of episode one in sentence one through four and then have to jam all of five all of uh five into the other I one know. I know. <laughs> i'm out of practice so we chose a bad week to try and ease back into it <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah you know uh matt hagan gets this classic uh 
uh like just kind of like they did with um Two Face and with uh, Mister Freeze, this classic noiry setup mm-hmm. where he is, uh, you know, an actor down on his luck, addicted to this chemical that this uh, this guy this guy makes can't seem to figure out any other use for, it, but it turned this guy into like a good gopher for all of his like uh, disguise work. And Batman stops him by uh, you know reminding him that he used to be beloved, um, mm. and uh, then he he escapes to haunt the world. We'll see Clayface again, but the thing that's interesting is like this one is so like standalone that they they deliberately were like we can't use him again for a while, and they they don't. It's like episode yeah. fifty something when we see Clayface again. Yeah, um, this episode fucking rolls. Really I also good. would not want to like. You know, immediately tarnish it by like bringing him back. Um, but it's good. Um, also, because he's a giant clay golem man, um, who can shape shift, they just let the animators go fucking nuts in episode two. They uh, really he, like, do. He's like, he's like making huge weapons out of his body. He like throws pieces himself around. He constantly morphs with like these like, when he does like the big final morphies, he's seeing all the like photos in the broad, the TV broadcast room of his like prior roles. Uh, he just starts like rapid morphing with like weight, like ripples of clay coming off of him, like energy, mm-hmm. like dispersal. It just goes full anime. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. It, it, the anime starts like creeping in as there starts to be like more and more motion lines on like Batman throwing a punch or like Clayface throwing a dude or something. And then, yeah, in this, like, final sequence of he's becoming, like, 80 different guys, like, transforming in every frame. Um, just, like, anime as hell. <laughs> um, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. Like, it's weird because, like, um, Hagen ends up being the focus. Uh, like, Daggett's a character who's going to stick around. He kind of just sucks. He's just, like, businessman who sucks. Um corrupt business guy um but Hagen ends up being the focus and he's just kind of like it's weird because like i feel like the second episode like makes him a little too evil in a way that doesn't make sense to me uh Mm. or pitches him as like a bad guy like look batman should just let him kill daggett that's it's pretty clear to me that this is not a problem (laughs) for anyone really (laughs) um yeah, Batman is like gets involved because you know he's being framed but at a certain point i'm like well, as soon as you can get him not frame yourself, I don't care to see why you care about this at all, Batman. I would like to famously quote Batman. Uh, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Batman. <laughs> Batman. Um, Batman. I know it's a different Batman, but that episode. is a famous thing Batman once said. <laughs> Batman um, picks up one of Daggett's henchmen in a car and like flies him around in the Batwing until the guy passes yeah. out from being so scared. And <laughs> he tells another guy who's a germaphobe that he's gonna give him scarlet fever. <laughs> he does do that. He does do that. <laughs> he he is full like Frank Miller cruelty Batman. <laughs> yes. But also, he can't let anyone kill anybody, especially yeah. even if it is an evil man. It's just too much. Yeah. yeah. Um. What was the other thing I was gonna say? Um. I the other thing um that I love about this episode, besides just the animation and like the story and stuff, is that like they get Ron Perlman to do Clayface, but he's not that famous yet. Uh, no, and so I he mean, doesn't I sound think... like Ron Perlman. <laughs> 
what did he what was he doing he, in I was looking at this um at this point is this he pre had, is this pre beauty and the beast or is this this uh, is post beauty and the beast but he hasn't okay. done hardly any film roles yet um other than beauty oh yeah and the city beast, of lost children's like 95 so yeah. shit other than beauty oh. and the beast he's just been a guest star or like a minor player and a bunch of other stuff but like huh. <clears throat> um yeah he's just he doesn't sound like he doesn't sound like ron perlman yet to me <laughs> There's a couple lines where it pokes through, but like, you know, I couldn't hear Clayface going, war never changes. <laughs> no. Um, and I like Ron Perlman a lot, so uh, it was it was good to hear him like not. We get him like, later as other characters. Yeah, he's Orion in like Bat and Superman and Justice League. So yeah. I was that, like, there's another he character he like voices where he just sounds like Ron Perlman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause he has come into his famous voice by that point. Yeah. Also, Daggett's Ed Asner, and he's doing a great job. I love it. Oh, is he? That, oh, yeah, I should have heard that. Yeah. That sounds like Ed Asner now that you say it. <laughs> it's great. Um, Matt Hagen hangs out with his, like, secret gay lover, right? They're, like, 50s yes. together. <laughs> That's yes. definitely the plot of this, and the show doesn't know it. <laughs> yeah. No, I had, um, I had, um, not my uncle, but, like, a friend of mine's uncle just lived with uh his best friend for like 40 years um and they were definitely gay <laughs> they were for sure gay and like that is the exact same energy um as, as clayface and this guy he's just always hanging out with um, yeah um who is the person like that's the one person clayface sees and they like tag at the end or it's like ah oh, clayface is now a lady lady clayface if you will. that's a different character actually but whatever <laughs> no one's counting here <laughs> um yeah um, um summer gleason is both a news anchor on field reporter and has a daytime talk show yes. this woman better be getting paid <laughs> Because Daggett comes on her, like, you know, Sally Jesse Raphael-style show to hawk his, like, beauty cream. Uh, she's, like, literally, like, someone who does, like, field reporting and also is, like, a news reporter. Um, yeah. Like, I, she also is working for, like, the Gotham City paper, I feel like. Yeah, she's just hustling. <laughs> um, Why don't they just use Vicky Vale for some of this stuff? I, I genuinely don't understand why they don't just have Vicky Vale in the show doing, like, some of these things um i assume they just wanted some some different stuff with her right like i guess so. it's like ah, oh, people would remember the vicky veils of like a photographer and we want like a news lady um she did, I, I mean so. she doesn't really matter like but <laughs> i feel like by the time they start doing like superman she basically falls out because they have lois lane like why would you bother right. with summer gleason when you can just do lois lane who everyone likes I know she, like, shows up in later stuff, but she's mostly, like, an early character here. And she's never a love interest. It's not like her and Bruce ever date or anything. Mm -hmm. um, it's weird. It's weird. Um, other weird world state stuff. Why does Bruce Wayne not own Wayne Enterprises? Why is it a public company that could have, like, a hostile takeover from insider trading in the first place? That is so <laughs> weird. I didn't think about it, but that is weird. 
Because, like, I get in, like, most modern conceptions of Batman where they think about this, the answer is, like, when Bruce is a kid, the board basically took control of the company because he was he was a kid. And then because he fucked off to go be a ninja and a magician and all the other things Bruce Wayne went to go do for 10 years, um, they just assumed he'd never come back. And when he comes back, like, he has a hard time reintegrating because the board wants to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like um, Arrow did. If you watch season one of Arrow, there's a lot of that yeah. stuff in there. Um, that all comes from, like, modern Batman. Because Arrow's just a Batman show. Because no one actually gives a shit about Green Arrow. Um, mm. That all comes from, like, relatively modern Batman stories where, like, he comes back and everyone's like, what do we do? The kid's here and he's, he's telling us we can't do crimes anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Literally reading about this stuff in, like, a zero year, which I think is maybe recent enough that... I don't remember when Arrow started. It might be snaking its own tail and, like, taking that from Arrow. When was season one of Arrow? Do you know? Oh, I want to say 2012, but I don't actually know that. If that was 2012, then they are actually take. There are like bad feedback in Arrow's already happened, and Batman's now referencing Arrow. Yeah, 2012. I can't believe I was right about that. God. Yeah, because year zero or zero year starts in 2013 and ends in 2014. So wild. I didn't realize that Arrow was over now. Yeah, yeah, it's been over for quite a while. Yeah, that shit ended. uh, Damn. Eight seasons. yeah, I watched six of five, six. I really liked that show. I thought it was fucking good. Um, I watched... I even liked the Damien Dark Weird Magic season. I think it was fucking incredible. Very silly. Love it a lot. Two or three. I can't remember. Um, I definitely and saw I... all the Slade stuff, and then I can't remember how much I saw after that. Because around the time I was watching season two, I started also watching The Flash and watching Legends of Tomorrow, and then I just got like overloaded on Arrowverse yeah. shit. <clears throat> They just make too much yeah. of it. <laughs> um, I yeah, I I was going at a good clip, and I got to Supergirl season two, and it was some of the worst television I'd ever seen. I really liked Supergirl season one, and two was just fucking bad. Um, <sighs> and uh, never I because I, I was I was insisting on watching Law and Order, like not in like I wasn't like jumping show to show, but I was watching all the seasons that came out that year. In, yeah, you know, I feel um, like that's the way I would do it if I was going to do it. You know? Yeah. Um. I'd love to go back because, um, they, you know, Legend is still on, seems fucking wild. Uh, I know that Flash is still doing goofy crossovers and shit. Damien Dark's still showing up randomly to be cool. Um, shit I, like. I liked, I liked, um, the Flash Arrowverse show a lot. And I, I yes. was up and down a lot on Arrow. I was not as high on it as you are, but I just no. liked the Flash show in like a, like, unqualified way. I watch Arrow and then I watch Angel and I realize that every Arrowverse show, basically every CW show is trying to be Angel. Every show wants to be Angel so bad. I gotta watch Angel. Because Angel's the first fake Batman. He just shows yeah. up. He's like, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wounded soul, but I'm gonna appear tough and try to solve crimes with a bunch of fl- plucky kids who get in my orbit and suffer because of it. And he shows up and he helps people and then he disappears into the night. Um, it's just Batman. It's just Batman. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's my next like right now Nora and I are working through um Gilmore Girls which is going to take us a while maybe that's my next big like live action show um yeah is era is Angel because uh I I, I want to like Buffy again so bad I don't think I can <laughs> Buffy Buffy's all right I watched Buffy and like I didn't grow up with it so I watched it like mm-hmm. a couple years ago and it's up and down and there's stuff that sucks and Joss Whedon's a, terrible man who treated all these actors like shit basically throughout but like there's good stuff in buffy i I, I, I would not write off the show itself 
that's the that's the thing that's going to be hard for me about going back to Buffy is just like uh, there is still stuff that I have so much affection for in Buffy, and I feel like every time I watch it, I'm just going to be thinking about oh, but Joss Whedon was like just treating that person like shit and that person like shit. Yep. <laughs> you know? My favorite my favorite character in Buffy and Angel is Cordelia, so I feel your pain. Yeah. <laughs> that one, even when it happened, everyone knew he was treating her like shit. Like that's that yeah. one was bit, just like not even a secret for a decade and a half or whatever. Yeah. That was always the weird thing um, when um, like all the like accusations started pouring in about him um, was that I wanted to just like tell people like, okay, yes, all that's true. And also don't forget that he did this other shit that we knew about this whole time. <laughs> Why did no one care back then? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad that he's, you know, as, as canceled as, as he's going to be, I guess. I don't know how canceled that is, but, um, Anyway, we're so far afield um, of this. Really, yeah. So I was, I was talking about. Um, <laughs> so in this continuity, Bruce seemingly like mostly works with the company. No, everyone likes him. Everyone knows who he is. He's not like a weirdo who just came back from abroad or whatever. He's friends with Lucius Fox. Though Lucius seems to think it's perfect. Like it's within the conception of Lucius Fox's realm of possibility that Bruce Wayne might just go crazy and try to kill him. He doesn't have a lot of like problems believing that it's that it's just Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> he is so scared of a guy he's known for 10 years. It's kind of yeah. funny. <laughs> um, so how I don't know how strong their friendship could possibly be if he just thinks, oh, yeah, Bruce could kill me. I believe that's true. Um, <laughs> and not in a world where, like, these all this weird stuff happens. Oh, there must be some, like, he's mind-controlled or evil pheromones or it's a robot or anything else. He's like, oh, no, Bruce Wayne is trying to murder me now. That's just a thing I believe. Um, mm-hmm. seems totally, if that's, if he's willing to believe that, then no one should not, no one should think it's weird that Bruce Wayne's Batman. Everyone, someone should have come to that conclusion by now. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that reminded me of some, something in such a backwards ass way. Why does the Batwing sound exactly like a TIE fighter in this episode? <laughs> uh, cause, cause Star Wars is cool. <laughs> it's weird because like 92 is like star wars in a lull period where like the vhs big re-releases hasn't happened yet in the lead like even the not even the special editions like the the boxes the, the black boxes just the re-releases hadn't happened yet um there's no idea that like uh the prequels are coming the big like lucasarts resurgence on pc like in pc games has not really happened yet i think it's maybe just about to start um because mm. like that started with like dark forces, maybe like Star Wars so, is just yeah. like obscure nerd shit in in ninety two. <laughs> Star Wars is like the so, most yeah. in a in like a like an obscurity period that Star Wars would ever be allowed to be in, basically. Yeah, because you know, five years later is um, when the movies get like hit VHS and like come back yeah. out in theaters and shit. Because so. I remember when that happened, like around me people were getting into star wars i'm like what the fuck is star wars why am i supposed to know what this is i mean i wasn't swearing so much i was 10 but um <laughs> i remember getting like a hoth little playset or whatever for like my 11th 12th birthday something like that and i didn't know who any of these characters were because i'd never seen star wars because like i hadn't why would i watch star wars i eventually got borrowed vhs from a friend to watch star wars this is like pre-special edition this is like in that window where they just came out on vhs special editions hadn't come over yet and i like star wars a lot when i watched it. i was like oh this is very cool it's not star trek which is the thing i was into but it's good um 
And it's just weird. Like I, I, I saw Star Wars become a cultural icon again in a way that it was not in my early childhood. It's mm-hmm. not a thing the kids were into. Now I can't imagine there's a kid on Earth who doesn't know who most of the Star Wars characters are. Yeah. Like, I feel like even if you're a kid who doesn't like Star Wars that much, you probably know Star Wars. You've probably seen yep. them all. Even if you haven't um, seen them all, you, like, know who Luke Skywalker is and, um... Ray. Yeah, maybe, like, ah- Ahsoka, a Rebels character. I don't know who, like, the kids are into. Boba Fett, I guess, still, for no good reason. <laughs> I, it's I, weird. I have to assume that Boba Fett show they're making is only for, like, 40-year-olds, not for kids. I have to assume kids don't like Boba Fett. Please. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they've got they've got the Mandalorian, and they've got, like, Django Fett. <laughs> There's other characters to care about. Yeah. Is Boba Fett in, like, Rebels or whatever? I have no idea. I've never watched it. Um, I just, I want to, is there anything between uh, Boba Fett's appearance in Episode 3 and not ta- not counting about kid Boba from the prequels and the book of Boba Fett about adult Boba Fett being cool. Is there anything? I don't know the answer to this other than like video games, right? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. No. Yeah. Um, I'm not an expert. I, I don't go here. Famously I, not the Star Wars fan. <laughs> I wonder sometimes, um, cause Boba Fett's introduced in the holiday special and he like, talks way more in the holiday special than he ever does in uh empire or return of the jedi and sometimes yeah. i idly wonder like how much boba fett popularity is from the holiday special um i, I think, think it's there's... i think it's i mean empire literally introduces like six guys and as if you're like focus testing which one of these guys will be the one people think is cool and sadly mm. they didn't pick ig88 because he's actually the cool one yeah um, i love ig88 and and they went with Boba Fett. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he does get all the stuff to do with like Slave One and the like chasing the Falcon and showing up at Bespin. So maybe they knew that this would be the guy. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, Boba Fett shows up in the Mandalorian, doesn't he? I think that's. I didn't watch that far. Yes, I didn't get through yes. the season. So yes, okay. I guess so he, he has up shown up and done something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. um. <laughs> Batman. I I just think that Bruce Wayne should own the company in this continuity, at least. I think it's weird that he has a board that can be taken over by Roland Daggett of all people. Yeah. I and I don't know if that's like if I don't know if that's just like the writers didn't care about corporate like structuring in the way that like feel like these days everyone knows what a board is because corporatization of America has happened aggressively in the past twenty years, thirty years since the show came out. Yeah. I feel like it. it's a little bit of um, them not thinking about it. And I think it's a little bit of them being like, kids aren't going to know. Kids aren't going to care, you know, because because uh, all Lucius Fox says is insider trading. And that is the entire explanation of Daggett's plan. <laughs> yeah, but that would involve understanding the stock price is going to go down. I assume because he frames Bruce Wayne for killing Lucius Fox. Um Stock price tanks, and then he buys it all up, and then he owns Wayne Enterprises, right? I guess so. But why is Wayne Enterprises a publicly traded company, is my question. Why is Bruce Wayne taking Wayne Enterprises public? <laughs> <laughs> and if it is, if it was public before he took it over, why hasn't he bought it all back and like made it private again? He seemingly has unlimited money. He could just do that. The, I know we've talked about this before. It is so weird that he's a millionaire in this show. Um, <laughs> yes. I know, he has a I flying saucer. Happened. He has a flying saucer. 
this is the problem with the show taking place in like nebulously the 30s also it's written by people who don't care that much about reality um yeah there's no way he should be a millionaire a millionaire wouldn't be able to get into wayne uh like wayne manor much less own it no <laughs> it's insane and like i i know that the nine like you know there are more billionaires now than there were in the 90s i know that's true but bruce wayne in no time could be a millionaire <laughs> yes um Do we have anything else? I think we might have it. I think we might be done here. All right. Next week, we are watching one of my favorite episodes, Joker's Favor. Oh, fuck yes. Um, finally, a good Joker episode. Introduction to every, maybe the single most important thing that the, the Batman the Animated Series ever gave to the world. Um, if you don't know who that is, uh, what that is, uh, check in next week, I guess. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, I was like, great. is this a... I couldn't remember if this one was like an adaptation of like Five Way Revenge or something, but... No, no this, this is, is just straight up Paul Dini wrote a history-making yeah. bit of Batman lore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Laughing Fish is the Five Way Revenge one. Right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, anyway, uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Autumnal underscore coffee. Um, you can go to exportodd.io. Uh, that's the Patreon f- um, for all our podcasts. And you can see a list of podcasts there. Uh, if you give us a dollar, a lot of stuff goes up early there, like this show, like Bag End Book Club. Um, if you give us $5, um, we're going to be starting, we have started um, a show called Pop Town Funk. Uh <laughs> Where we are going to be rolling random Funko Pops and watching stuff like you know that that inspired that Funko Pop. So we watch, we rolled Andre the Giant for the first episode, and we watched The Princess Bride for the second episode. We have rolled Max Goof, and we're going to be watching a Goofy movie soon. Um, Sick! That's a good movie. I'm excited. I don't think I've seen that movie since we had it on VHS. So uh, I've never seen the sequel. There's like a second one, right? Yeah, I assume I assume if we roll goofy at some point, uh, we'll watch an extremely goofy movie. I think I saw an extremely goofy movie a bunch, and I think I saw a goofy movie like once. So, huh? Okay. Um, I I assume that podcast will invite much more suffering into our lives as we get into like Rick and Morty shit. I'm sure, but um, for right now, just watching a couple good movies. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's gonna be at the five dollar patron Patreon twice a month um so yeah the first episode is free um you can just go to our patreon or go to the export audio feed i think and just listen to the first episode for free so it uh it was good i liked it should have watched the andre match you don't actually talk about andre the giant basically at all and i was like i know no at some point i'm gonna get Nora to watch wrestling for this podcast it's gonna happen I'm not even that into wrestling. I'm just more into it than she is. So, yeah, yeah. No, I. You're not like a wrestling person. I'm more a wrestling no. person. I'm not even a wrestling person, really. Yeah, I have seen anyway. like whatever. <laughs> you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. You can find most of my podcasts at abnormalmapping.com. I have a movie podcast called Reptoid Screenings. Reptoidscreenings.com comes out every two weeks. Please check that out if you would like. I think it's pretty good. We're trying to like drum up interest in that specifically because I just think it's a good show and we're trying to make it better. And um, that's it. Um, yeah. In a not quite rivalry with Autumn's movie podcast, Ornate Stairwells. <laughs> we're both going to listen- be the best movie podcast online. That's our goals. <laughs> I just listened to the most recent episode about about oh gosh what was it? What did we watch last? Um, I this sounds like I didn't oh, actually uh, listen. Peeping Tom, Peeping Tom, Peeping Tom. Right. I also don't remember what movie we did for Stairwells yeah. last. No, no, so. no. This this is what it is. I watch I watch a lot. Of, I've seen like six movies between us recording that and uh, now. So, but yeah, the re- uh, the Peeping Tom episode. Peeping Tom episode of Repertory Screenings was really fucking good, I thought. So Thank you. Yeah. Um, anyway, this podcast, of course, uh, you can get every week. Uh, go to exportaudio slash Batman for the free feed. But you should definitely pledge the Patreon. Like Autumn said, $1 gets you the episode a week early. These come out on Mondays. Um, tell your friends. Give them the free feed. Show them a cool episode. Uh, and we will keep coming at you every week. I don't think we're going to be missing much these days because yeah. uh, now you're moved. We're All the worry is over. I am settled in. We've got like a record, like a standing date set for when we're going to be recording again. It's all good. Yeah. So. Um, it'll be great. So until next time, Batman. Batman. Batman.